0: You often get best of lists at the end of the calendar year. They're so fun and actually illuminating about the overall message and trends. But what about the doldrums of late winter? We got you. Hey, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the tip of the iceberg podcast. We deliver fresh takes on keeping your business and your life healthy, full of fresh fruits and vegetables. Speaking of beautiful produce, why don't you enter PMG's next merchandising display contest? For the next 2023 contest of the Seasonal Produce Awards Series, send us 6 to 10 large photos of your beautiful spring produce displays to artists at producemarketguide.com. That's artists with an S. As for today, this episode features a review by Leanne Rhodes-Ruzamenti, EFI's Director of Marketing Communications. It concludes a 12-episode partnership we have with Equitable Food Initiative but the feedback was so good, there will be more. EFI works with retailers and growers to create a transparent supply chain, a safer food system, and healthier work environments. These episodes have focused on the improvements companies and their people make that elevate workers and create better working conditions. So join us to hear what Leanne picked as the best of.
1: I'm Leanne Ruzamenti with Equitable Food Initiative, and today marks the 12th episode in a special series that the Packer and EFI have teamed up around to bring a focused look at workers within the supply chain. With Farmworker Awareness Week kicking off in just a few days and this special series being complete, it felt like a perfect time to summarize some of the lessons we've learned in keeping a people-first focus for what we do in the produce industry. So I've compiled some of the wisdom and advice we've heard throughout this series. First up, our friends from Homegrown Organic Farms. They put the people-first approach into context. Here are Scott Mavs and Gunnar Avanellis.
2: You know, this isn't just raising a crop. You're stewards of the, the land and what we've been given the ability to do. How do we impact people? I mean, the, the relationships, the reality of what we do every day, working with one another, working with our customers, working with our growers, all of those pieces are so paramount. They're so important in how we how we continue to have a, a, a good impact on this world that we live on. Yeah. And, and I'll add to that. You know, it's, it's often said you lead people and manage systems, but we believe that um, your, your people come up with the innovative ideas to make better systems. And that's been a lot of our focus, is trying to care for people and create a framework where our people can care for others. um, They can feel seen and heard, and we can unlock synergistically the the potential of our teams more broadly.
1: Vernon Peterson, also from Homegrown Organic Farms, explains how any industry sees benefit from engaging workers at all levels.
3: If we're going to create a world-class operation in agriculture probably in any industry, you're never going to do it from the top down. The top can inspire, but the people who know how the world turns, who know how to get the job done, if they're not involved in the process of decision making, you're never going to get it done uh, dictating from the top down. And, you know, Trust is a bit buzzword right now. And if you look at um, management books and stuff, but trust is really uh, what makes the difference. I I guess what I've learned is uh, people really want to be part of making the company they work at better. And that's growers as well. What does work is being able to objectively measure uh, performance and reward for that performance. Leanne, when you cut people loose to perform to their full capacity, it's amazing what the human spirit can do. People who think they're working hard, if you cut them loose, will think they're not, they're working less hard and get twice as much done. And I've proven that
1: that is probably my favorite clip from this whole series because Vernon really brings it home in describing the simple idea. Now, it isn't necessarily an easy idea to implement, but it is simple and obvious in theory to cut people loose, as Vernon says, to do their best work. And in a specific application, an example of the types of benefits that come from engaging workers, Tony Pacheco from Winset Farms Pointed out that only workers on the ground know the things that can keep you from making costly mistakes.
4: Uh, true, and and you know, and so, sometimes it was even. I always felt that the worker, it's right there on the on the ground, you know. So they, they they are aware of things that, as a manager, I may not see every day. And one of the workers brought up something very interesting. He said that he has seen. Uh, so the carts inside the greenhouse they get pulled out by a little tug car, mm-hmm. that. You know, pulls everything out, right? Well, sometimes a cart has to turn around. So he said that he he's concerned was if that cart was to turn around because he has to go back and forth and to pull the the the, the turn might bump the the, the water fountain. Mm-hmm. So he came up with the idea that we should put a, a like a barrier at the bottom to protect the water fountain. You know, things like that that, that we thought it was uh, like I didn't think of it, but right. like he saw it like he saw a potential issue, right?
1: that is an amazing example, Tony, because it, it's also the benefit of having the whole system in the room, right? Because like you yeah. said, from your perspective, you're not thinking about those carts and how nope. they turn around. And can you imagine if you'd invested, you know, all this time and money in the water fountain, and then within the first week, it's been like bumped and dented and knocked exactly. to the ground because somebody didn't think about it. So that is really the benefit of, of getting all those perspectives in one room together to problem solve. In addition to hearing those perspectives and insights from workers, another benefit of engaging workers at all levels and developing that people-first culture that seemed to come up time and again with our podcast guests was around worker retention. This of course is an extremely important benefit during the labor shortage that we're experiencing in the fresh produce industry. So first let's hear from Mary Lou Ramirez from Good Farms. It's great to see that the communication is definitely
5: um, there and that it's it's trans, transparent. It's not misinformation that can e- which can easily get misinterpreted. but um, in this situation everything's been it's been growing. and uh, because of it, we we've, we've seen it in our retention. I mean, our retention has gotten higher um, with our workforce and uh, a lot of that when we ask um, during we do exit interviews, as we get closer to the end of the season and for them, it's um, when we ask, will you be coming back? And it's like, yes, definitely. We, we want to come back. If if we could have the
1: opportunity to work year round, then we would stay. We wouldn't even leave. And Jessica Pedroza from Pacific Farms said the same thing about retention. But then she explains how her culture of respect also helps with recruitment and bringing new workers into the fold. I really feel that
6: with the respect and with getting, getting to know our employees and giving them a voice, I really feel like that helps a lot. And that makes them want to come back yearly. And because they're treated well, you know, then there's always somebody, you know, a cousin that may be working somewhere, a a spouse. They're treated well. They speak well of of Pacific Agro Farms. And I feel that that's what gets people in the door. You know, every year, we try. We hire about from 65 to 80 people. So usually, I, I stop at 100 applications and then I start putting people on
1: the waiting list. Okay. Did you hear that? She has a waitlist for interested employees during a labor shortage, and she's harvesting in a competitive area. Clearly, she's onto something. In another conversation, Matt Rogers from AgSocio, a labor service provider, noted the direct relationship between commitment to the worker, investing in the worker and how that impacts retention and productivity.
2: Well, the only other thing I'll, I'll leave you with is just that this is a humbling business and we don't claim any sort of perfection. We were just trying to do our best for our workforce and for our growers and uh, see if we can provide them with the valuable service. We sort of believe that if we can do right by the workforce and invest in them, train them um, and commit to them and show our commitment to doing things right, that they will be, um, they will come back to us and they will want to work here, they'll be motivated, they'll be bought in and we can therefore provide a better service to the growers that we work for. And to show our customers that we're investing in not just that transparency, but also that we're investing in our workforce and that we believe that by engaging with the workforce, we can provide a better service to them is as labor gets more and more and more expensive, We all need that extra productivity edge that comes from teamwork and comes from having everybody rowing in the same direction.
1: So during these conversations, we established many positive outcomes from engaging workers and being a people-first business. But how should you go about doing that? We heard great insights on this as well. First, Jessica, again, from Pacific Agri-Farms, boils it down to the things we learned in kindergarten, respect and kindness.
6: I would say... um,
1: treat everybody with respect,
6: be kind and remember that everybody's a person and everybody has a name and just knowing them taking the time to learn their first name and saying good morning to them every day or have a good day as they're leaving, that goes a long ways. And it's, it seems like it's pretty simple to do. And I know it can be, you know, and I know it, and it can be, it can be challenging when there's, you know, like I said, 80 people out there, it can be challenging to, to get to know them, but with time it happens. And, you know, I've, I go out and hand out checks every payday and that makes that helps me a lot because I go out there and if I don't know a person or if they're new and I'm trying to remember their names, you know, by handing out their paycheck saying good morning, you know, that kind of gets me
1: gets that connection with them and
6: giving them that respect goes a long ways.
1: And Araceli Miranda from Missionero, who is interviewed in Spanish, so you will hear a translation over her voice. She said that what they found at Mission was that the best place to start is working with employees to identify their pain points. After
6: we began speaking with employees, listening to their pain points or suggestions, and presenting this information to management, we continued working closely with employees, which resulted in building more trust for them to provide any suggestions or opinions that would better their quality of life while at work and the quality of time spent working. The simple act of being heard empowered employees to continue to voice their worries or opinions to our EFI team.
1: We have Marie-Lou again from Good Farms, and she notes that when the employer truly embraces the needs of the worker, the worker opens up more to understand the employer's needs as well, all of which develops a true partnership, what she calls a give-give relationship that leads to many positives.
5: No, it's exciting because they they are under they, they once they see that a company um, being transparent and um, carry understand trying to help them help them do their job. Um, we know they know how to do their job well. It's just giving us the opportunity to hear them out and providing uh, what they need, but also them understanding um, how difficult it is for a grower to be able to maintain and, and provide these items, that it, it
1: requires that partnership. It, it requires that for us to provide, um, it's a give-give. For a final thought on how best to develop a people-first culture, I think the perspective that Tony Pacheco from Winset Farms offers is a critical component to approaching workers in a way that drives benefits for the company.
4: I think what's worked for me is, I took my bad experiences from previous jobs. Right. So I worked in construction. I worked in delivery companies uh, when I was younger. Uh, and I remember what I, what it felt like not to be listened. And uh, when we will give an idea how it was knocked down or, or ignored. Uh, I always remember that. Um, what it's like to have a, a manager that doesn't listen or doesn't, that, or that you feel that doesn't care. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that guy. So um, if it wasn't for our workforce. I wouldn't have a job, right? And 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 uh, and and it goes both ways. Like my my job is to keep them healthy and safe, right? So if there's no injuries in a day, then I've done I've done my job, and the supervisors have done their job, right? So we all need each other. If if there's one link missing, then it's not a chain anymore, you know. So by listening to your workers and having workers felt that they are represented, it's it's a huge huge help.
1: Wonderful, beautiful sentiment, Tony. Another topic we dove into during this series is how to represent a people first approach in your marketing and outreach. If you're doing a lot of great things to engage employees, capture their ideas and partner with them on innovative solutions, that provides a lot of room for differentiation. I think Brianna Shales from Stimelt Growers really hit this home when she talked about how with Stemelt's focus on its people, it's an obvious tie to telling authentic stories that differentiate their company. Yeah, well, I think we've chatted before about this, but Stamelth exists to
7: cultivate people and delight consumers through excellence. So, as you know, as we look at the product, world famous fruit, we really know that behind every single piece of fruit is a team of people that are bringing that to reality. Um, so, our company is very focused around how we can grow people into new roles and grow their skills um, improve their lives Um, and and with that comes the opportunity to also grow better tasting fruit that delights consumers so those two things are at the core of who we are and that is the sole purpose in how we approach farm worker awareness week or any story that we want to shine light on is really helping to bring those two things together and educate consumers. Um, you know, utilize our retail partners to help tell these stories at the point of sale, uh, because that's really the core of who we are and,
1: and and what we differentiate on. And another really great piece of advice on this front on how to get started marketing from a people first perspective. Came from Amit Patel with Nature Suite, who shared about their campaign that highlights their associates on their packaging, website, and social media channels. In thinking about highlighting your people as part of your brand and outreach, Amit tells us to be authentic.
2: Yes, yeah, so Leanne, I think you actually mentioned it earlier in the introduction, but making sure it comes from a place of authenticity and merit. So our programs evolved from something that was already in place for years. Um, and highlighted associates that have been in the company for 10, 20, 25 years. And so just making sure that it comes from that genuine place of authenticity. And, and before having these programs go externally, maybe look at the programs you have internally um, and start there.
1: These are just some of the highlights of the episodes from this series. There's a lot more to explore and learn. So go back to all of the episodes here at Tip of the Iceberg. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed these conversations about the topic for which I am most passionate, keeping the skilled men and women who bring food to our table at the center of our work. While this brings us to the end of the series, I'm happy to say that our storytelling won't stop here. We've had positive feedback from these episodes, and we'll continue to highlight the best ideas, outcomes, and of course, the people behind the scenes doing the work to keep a people first focus. Until then, I'm Leanne Ruzamenti for Equitable Food Initiative.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Leanne's favorite quote from the whole series was mine too about how letting employees loose to voice, explore, implement their own ideas can make those employees even more productive. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcast episodes. In one of our recent ones, we hear from Brianna Shales of Stemilt Growers about Farm Worker Awareness Week and what an opportunity it is to share stories from the source, which is what consumers want. And if you like what you hear, Hit the subscribe button and rate us. And also, try some of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com. There's a produce buying fundamentals course, a merchandising 101 course, a berry academy, all sorts of stuff. And you could use your course completion certificate to ask for a raise or a new role. Put it on your LinkedIn. Remember, it's at produceedu.com. And this show's episode has show notes and you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, and insights. Thank you so much. I hope you found it educational and inspirational like I did. And I will talk to you next time.